Welcome. Thank you for listening to this wholesome word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Amen. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Amen. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they shall a day that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and thou shalt not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. Verse 13. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help you. Verse 14, fear not, thou worm Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and the Holy One of Israel. Today's faith first, as I've been praying, the Lord spoke this, I felt strong on my heart, that tell my people, fear not. Fear not. Would you do me a favor? Look at someone, tell the person, fear not. So today I am preaching and teaching on fear not, faith forward. Fear not, faith forward. In other words, move forward in faith. When fear hits you, Change to faith gear. When your car gets stuck in the snow and you have helping gear, you change into it. It will be able to deal with the harsh terrain. Fear not. Faith forward. Let's all say that together. Please say it again. In scripture, there are a few times you see God showing up to people and then he tell, He telling them, fear not. One of such instances is when in Matthew chapter 14, verse 27, they were on the high seas and then Jesus shows up. Jesus was coming to them, but the problem was <laughs> he was walking on the water. That's it. That in itself, see, breakthrough was coming, but the breakthrough was working off. <laughs> the other time I was teaching and I gave an illustration just to make it clearer for someone to understand. It's like you are in a plane and you are sitting at the window seat and there's turbulence and storm. Suddenly, you see Pastor David 
not in the plane. No. Uh, you, you move away from the window. <laughs> and you are, you are likely to just shut the window, close the shutters. What? And wash your face. What's that? <laughs> Things like that can be very, very, very scary. So Bible says that um, Jesus appears on the, walking on the water and they were all afraid. And they were saying, some were saying that it's a ghost. <laughs> you see Jesus come, you say it's a ghost. That's what fear can do against you. you see Jesus walking on the water, coming to you with your deliverance. And you begin to run away. And you begin to say, no, that's not Jesus. It's a ghost. That's not Jesus. It's a ghost. That's not Jesus. It's a ghost. And so, well, then Jesus, I think I should read it. I was just trying to. Um, Matthew chapter 14, verse 26. And he says that. And when the disciples saw him, okay, I think let's, let's go back a bit. Um, verse 24. But the ship was not in the midst of the, 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 the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the winds, wind was contrary. So that was the setting in which Jesus appeared. Some of you, when you look at the conditions around your life, your family, it looks like the winds are contrary. But isn't it interesting that when you're working with Jesus and the winds are contrary, he comes, he starts coming closer to you. But some, some, for some of us, like I think one of the uh, pastors said, that this faith seminar, you just believe that it's, it is necessary for what God is about to do next year. I believe this faith first is because of the contrary wind in somebody's life. And, and so the wind was contrary. Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, it's not the him they saw, the walking on the sea was the problem. Who is this walking on the sea? Walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. (laughs) Some others, other translations, I think NIV say, it's a ghost. Says that they were troubled, and then he said, It's a ghost. They said, and cried out for fear. Because here you are on the stormy seas, you're already troubled, and now a ghost is not coming to you. (laughs) Where, where, Where would you go? You see, I think it's sometimes if you don't appreciate. If you don't appreciate the conditions they were in, if you don't just try and see it, you may not appreciate. Now, first of all, you can imagine. Some of you have watched some horror movies before, uh, haunted houses, and then you are there and there's something shut the door. And there's something. Man, even if you are very bold, eh? And let alone, you see something that you are in a room alone and you see a shadow walking. You, you could see a shadow. You saw it. It's, man, you will leave the place. Oh. In those days where I grew up, if you walk by a cemetery, you say, Jesus, I cover myself. A cemetery. 
the ghost was uh, heading towards them. And they were very afraid. The Bible says that. And they cried out for fear. Wow. The NIV, how did the NIV put it? NIV, they cried out in fear. Crying. Then Jesus. So some of you are crying, just now it's not out. You are crying out for fear for your health. Crying out for fear for your marriage. Crying out for fear for your ministry. Crying out for fear for 2023. You don't know. There are people listening to me who say, Satan has managed to convince you that 2023 you will not, you will not cross that year. I know what I'm talking about. I just heard it in my spirit. Mm. Satan has convinced you and is telling you you will die. 2023 you will die. You will die. Listen, let, when he speaks, tell him that a prophet of God said to you that your tombstone will never bear born at this date and bear 2023 died. Your tombstone will not bear within the 20s. I am prophesying to somebody listening to me. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. They cried out for fear and Jesus said, fear not. But straight away, Jesus, did you see, Jesus didn't yeah. delay because he realized that if he delays, the fear has torment. Yeah. Fear is debilitating. Fear is paralyzing. First John chapter 4. Fear is paralyzing. Knowing what fear could do, he straight away spoke to them. And when he spoke to them, the first thing he addressed was their fear. He addressed their fear. He said, be of good cheer. It is I. Don't, uh, 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 be not afraid. Be not afraid. God is with you. That's what the the message God sent me to come and tell somebody. There must be a basis of you not fearing. And the basis is, for thou art with me. Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadows of 25, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Lift up your right hand, please. Say, yay! Yay! Though I walk through the the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Say, I fear no evil. I fear no evil. For thou, O Lord, art with me. have a medical report at hand? I fear no evil. For thou art with me. If you are not born again, you can't say that. I fear no evil. For thou art with me. I fear no evil. I fear no evil. I fear no evil. For I announce to you, there shall be no evil occurrence. There shall be no evil occurrence. I'm prophesying again. There shall be no evil or 
Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 7, Jesus put his hand on them. Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, don't be afraid. Arise, don't be afraid. Because they had some encounters. And you see, God was actually part of the encounters. But it was so scary, they thought this, we can't survive it. Jesus put his hand on them, he touched them, and he said, arise, don't be afraid. Say, I fear no evil. I fear no evil. I believe God. Say, I fear no evil. I believe God. Say for the last time, I fear no evil. I believe God. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 10, Jesus, Jesus again, then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid. That's after resurrection. These are all encounters with Jesus. And fear came. And he said, no, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So these are godly, glorious encounters, but it's initially generated fear because of human limitations and human nature. Godly encounters. So on the sea, when there was a storm, Jesus was coming. Matthew chapter 14, we just read. They thought it was a ghost. Jesus said, hey, don't be afraid. Don't, don't, don't be afraid. When it's me, don't be afraid. And then, we saw in the Mount of, on the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew chapter 17, and Jesus was, uh, they had an encounter, uh, Moses and everybody showed up. And then he said, they were, all, they were like dead men. And then he said, don't be afraid. Jesus had to tell them, don't be afraid. Say, tell somebody, don't be afraid. And that's Jesus. It was a glorious encounter. Now here at the resurrection, another glorious encounter. And yet they were afraid because of the human nature. Fear is human. I'm going to share a few things about the characteristics of fear. One of it is fear is human. I'll go back to that later. But then God knowing that, there were once upon a time in in, in Mark chapter, Five, talking about the gyros, the the not uh, the, not gyros, the the yeah, gyros, sorry, gyros, the centurion, his his daughter, twelve year old, old lie at home, six Mark chapter five from verse twenty three. He came to tell Jesus that my daughter is at home at the point of death. My little daughter lies at the point of death. Wow. <laughs> How many of you know that's, that's disturbing? And, yeah, yeah. And not my grandmother. Even if it's a grandmother, it's not nice. Oh, okay, maybe grandmother is even too young. Great grandmother. It's not nice. Let alone a mother. Let alone a sister, a brother. And then, God forbid, a child. Your child, no one here will bury your child. When the devil knocks, pull out this prophetic word, give it to him. 
I can't bury, I don't bury a child because I'm standing on the prophetic word of God. No one listening to me now will bury a child. No one listening to sitting under the sound of my voice will bury a child. You will not 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 bury a child. In the name of Jesus. Shall Lord I believe. And he said that my my child is only 12. Only 12. He's just finished 11 plus. Or about to go to year seven. And it's at the point of death. My child is at the point of death. So Jesus, come and do something. So that's an emergency. It's not that she's sick. He said she's at the point. So as they were going, and there are a lot of people following Jesus. Every time Jesus moves, people follow. So it's okay for a, a powerful, a good Christian or a Christian that is impacting lives yeah. for people to move. Yeah. With you, when you are moving, people are following. Yeah. 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 It's normal. It's normal. It, it, it's the, those of you who don't follow anybody, that's who you are. You, you don't follow anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's good to follow. You don't follow anybody. Yeah, you are a, an organ on your own. Area champion. <laughs> and then they, they spiritualize it with, make it look spiritual, sound spiritual, with words like, as for me, it's just be, it's God. It's God. It's God. Read your Bible. When they were following Jesus and heaven opened, and now they said, let's build tabernacle for Moses, Elijah. A voice came from heaven, said, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. The one you are seeing here, stop thinking about Moses who is dead. Talk about Elijah, the one in front of you, hear ye him. <laughs> hear, hear ye him. Hear ye him. The one God has sent before you, follow ye him. <laughs> <laughs> Are there followers in the house? Are there followers in the house? <laughs> so, so um, it's important to understand that as Jesus when people were following him, okay. and it slowed down the movement. Yes. So blind, uh, so Jairus would definitely be a bit anxious. Oh, yeah. A bit anxious. Jesus is at the point of death. And then another woman. It's definitely must be a woman. But the woman with the issue of blood, she when she saw that it was Jesus, she said within herself, because at that time she had suffered and she has spent all her living on medical care. And Bible said the, the problem is she grew worse. People are going through things, so she grew worse. The pressure was just. She, 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 she grew worse. She grew worse. That's serious. When you read the Bible, look at these things. Think about it. If it was you, God forbid, it would not be you. But look, she grew, she spent all, she spent all that she had. 
her investments. Everything. She spent and was nothing better, but rather she was plummet. And such a person here, there is faith first. Ah, I will come late. Nothing, nothing will stop. You see, it depends on your hunger. Your hunger is always expressed. It's always expressed by your steps, by your approach. Yes, 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 yes. It is always like that. Yes, yes. Faith is expressive. Yeah. Hunger is expressive. Yes. So this woman came and touched the hem of his garment. And the Bible says that immediately the flow of blood ceased. Oh, I think I'm talking to somebody now. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Dried up. So the fountain stopped and everything, it dries up. Why? Not because Jesus touched her, because she touched Jesus. She, she touched Jesus. Any kind of demonic fountain in your life, as you stretch forth your hand to touch Jesus, I see it drying up now. I see it drying up now. I see it drying up now. In the name of Jesus. And it dried up. Then Jesus felt that virtue had left him. Something has moved out of him. He said, he turned and said, who touched me? The disciples who thought life was normal. <laughs> People who were close to Jesus, they thought, oh, this, this is one of the things. Let's, we are going as usual. Yeah. He turned and said, who touched me? Jesus knew what was going on. But the people around him didn't know what was going on. Who touched me? And they started telling him, but you see, Pastor, some of these things sometimes take your time. <laughs> there are situations. And they began to give logical reasons why he, couldn't, he shouldn't say what he said. Yeah. Logical reason. When God is moving, your logic can make you get missing. That's why it takes so much humility to tap into grace. Never approach God with business as usual. Never do that. Take every moment as a unique moment. And you keep enjoying the best of God. With God, no moment is business as usual. Can I say that again? With God, no moment is business as usual. Because you are calling business as usual by somebody's deliverance at the moment. Somebody's salvation. And this moment, I'll be very surprised if this moment doesn't see the birth of unusually strange miracles. Listen, this thing works. This thing works. This thing works. He said, you will reap if you faint not. So he said, don't be wary, Galatians chapter 6, don't be wary of well-doing. For in due season, for in due season you will reap. And uh, sometimes you forget the if. If Paul in the book of Galatians chapter, I think, 
3 or chapter 5 or 3 yeah chapter 3 in the NIV yes. he said to the Galatians you started well oh ah. who, who cutting on you you started well you are not necessarily rewarded for what you start you rewarded for your finishing you started well who cutting on you who cutting on you verse 7 you were running a good race who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth to keep you from staying on track It's important. Mm. Running to them. So it's not what you start initially. Mm. It's what you continue continued. Most of the great men of God in our generation or ever. But the ones I have had the privilege to be close to, like uh, his eminence, the Archbishop, uh, Bishop uh, David Oyedepo, Bishop Abioye, Bishop Dag, and the uh, Reverend Ampia Kofi. The Reverend Bukovi has been doing the same prayer. For, since I, when I got born again, I was growing to, in church and I got to know him. He's still known for the things that he's known for up to now. Bishop Oyedepo is more known for the commission of faith and liberation God gave him. People have come with all kinds of wisdom, teaching, and this. He has not changed. We have known him for just that. Archbishop, his eminence, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan, he's been known for prayer. Prayer. You, you, you let the electricity shake. He said, Gado, let's pray. Let's pray. <laughs> we got to pray. We got to pray. Rationalize it away with common sense. He will also use spiritual sense to, and you eventually his approach brings greater results and peace than others. I've lived with him and I saw it, and he hasn't changed. The man has never stopped doing what we know him for. We've always known him for. What are you known for? So long as the spiritual pursuit and godly things are concerned. What has brought you where you are? What has given you the reverence? What has given you the attention? Stay with it! Number one, fear is natural. That's why they even saw Jesus and they feared. When the angel appeared to Mary, she said, fear, he said, fear not. Fear is human, fear is natural. Fear tells you, watch this. Okay, before I even go there. Fear always points to the future. Faith always points to the future. Fear is talking about how your future is at stake. Fear doesn't care about your past. Fear is just hungry for your future. It threatens your future. It tells you that you are going to be put to shame. It tells you that you will die. It tells you you will not make it. It tells you you are in trouble. It tells you this trouble is not going away. It tells you your sickness is going to get worse. It tells you the doctors are about to diagnose something wild. It keeps telling you 
what hasn't happened. And it makes you to believe it before it even gets the chance to show up. <laughs> Fear is always threatening the future. Fear addresses your future. That's why you gotta work with the prophetic God. And Jesus said, fear not. God tells you, ignore the fear. Fear. So this woman slowed the procession. And then she got healed. Jesus said, who touched me? They said, everybody's touching. He said, no, no, everybody's drawing. Everybody's touching, but not everybody's drawing. Somebody was drawing something out of me. Not everybody's hearing, but not everybody's catching. Yeah. So when the woman saw, she could no longer hide. She initially was behaving like everybody, you know, I just, I want to fit in and so no one will notice me. But she realized she could not hide. Bible said she told the whole truth. <laughs> she told the <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she fearing and trembling, knowing that what has happened. She, she also noticed what has happened. Just wow, wow! I can't believe this. Came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And that's beautiful. Jesus said, "Daughter, daughter." <laughs> My daughter. Daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. You know what he meant? It was good you didn't wait for someone to tell you first. You allowed your confidence in God, your belief in me, to dictate your steps. That's why I'm increasingly coming to a point where I don't wait for a special preacher or a special call to do dangerous seed sowing. I wait for the moment. When I notice the moment, I don't wait for anybody. Somebody has drawn something out of me. She threw she, she said the whole truth. And Jesus said, daughter, your faith, your faith. All that you were doing, people never knew it, but it was faith. It was your faith. Do you have faith to be healed? Do you have faith to see a change of story? Do you have faith for a breakthrough this year? that God will give certain people breakthroughs this year. I'm talking about this year, this year. You are receiving a breakthrough this year. Before the end of this year, you are receiving a breakthrough. Today is Thursday. Before
Jesus said to the lady, it's, it, unfortunately, the Bible didn't mention your name because the Bible wants you to fit your name there. The Bible said a certain woman. So it can be a certain you. Your faith has made you well. Well, so now Jairus is in a hurry. Jesus has stopped. What's going on here? What, what's going on? My daughter lies at the point of death. Who is this person who is also touching you? It touching you doesn't matter. You come and touch my daughter. <laughs> and she did. Now this person is healed already. Why are we wasting time? But as I told you the other time, Jairus needed to hear the woman's testimony because, was, because of what was coming next. So Jesus told the woman, after she told the whole truth, Jesus wanted everybody to hear. She said, said my daughter, your faith has been. Look at the next verse. That's why verse 35 needed verse 34. While Jesus was still speaking, he hasn't finished. Yes. People came from the man's house and said, leave the master, your daughter. When did they start coming? Was it after the woman was healed? No. They started coming before the woman was healed. So even if the woman was not healed, had not been healed, they would have still come. And the man wouldn't have had anything to stand on. There would not, but wouldn't have been confidence in God's word because it's now dead. But based on what has just happened, when Jesus heard what they told him, he also said, I also have something to tell you. I don't know what they've told you, but God has something to tell you. <laughs> that, that's why you are here. That's why you are watching. That's why you are listening. Because God is not is never a speechless God. There's never been any time where God can't speak. Because our God is a speaking God. Our God. That's why to be able to walk with God effectively, you must have a listening ear. Your listening ear is even more important than your seeing eyes. When you are walking with God, because faith comes. <laughs> not by seeing. Blessed as the see who has not seen, yet believed. But I never said blessed is he who has not heard. Because you have to hear in order to believe. And God is always speaking so that someone can always walk by faith. Is it about your health? Relax. Go to bed on it. Leave it in the hands of God. Faith forward. Fear not. Fear not. Jesus told uh, Jairus, he turned to him, he said, fear not. Only believe. <laughs> Be not afraid. The solution for what is threatening you is your faith in Christ. Why? Because what is threatening you is pointing to the future. Your faith in Christ is also pointing to the future. He said, okay, let's all go to the future. So if the devil is threatening or taking the battle into the future, you to take it in. Because if you take, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Meet the devil, meet me there. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Fear not, meet me there. Let him meet you there. <laughs> he said, the devil comes and says, see, you will make it. You will make it. He said, oh, really? Let's go. Meet me there. Meet me there. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. You can't meet them after you. <laughs> after you go, I'm coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 
So Jesus said, fear not. Now, a few things about fear that have to end. Fear, as I said, is natural. Fear is pointing to the future. It's always pointing to the future. Number three. Fear suggests to you that you can't make it. Fear always has suggestions. It suggests. See the way your head has been hurting you? Yeah, that's the way your uncle who died, that's how he started his own. <laughs> so Satan comes to you and begins to send you suggestions. Suggest to you. Don't you see how you are getting old? This year, you are 43. Ah. Don't you see you are getting old? Do you think you'll get married? Do you think you'll have a child? Do you think this business, it will work? Do you think this ministry, this pastoral thing, you are not called to. (laughs) 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 Satan says, everybody's church is growing, you're old. Can't you see them growing? Their own are growing. Their own are growing. Your own is groaning. (laughs) It's drowning. Satan comes with suggestions. Because fear operates on suggestions, not realities. And the suggestions look so real that it takes another higher information, higher intelligence to be able to counteract the seeming reality that fear is thriving on. Wow, Michael. Fear will always come. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Fear will always come. Yes. Even sometimes when God is coming to you, fear will come. Yes. Like the, the, the disciples. Jesus was coming. Fear said, hey, that's a ghost. Wow. <laughs> In 1 John chapter 4, the Bible says fear has torment. Yeah. That's the other side of it. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you are so worried, your blood pressure... Fear has killed people. Yeah. Yeah. Fear has killed, has killed people. Bible said fear has torment. Fear has torment. So there are people who are living in terror. You are on the plane. And the little terrible oh, said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the six hours you are tense. <laughs> When God showed up in the Garden of Eden again in Genesis chapter 3, he said, Adam, from verse 9, 10, 11, Adam, where are you? As Adam said, I, 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 I heard your voice and I was afraid and I hid. I was afraid, so you, you hid. Adam said, I heard your voice. See what he heard? <laughs> what he heard <laughs> made him afraid because of prevailing conditions around him. So, what you hear can generate. So, fear thrives on what we hear. That's why, that's why I have determined I don't give my attention to some things. And some of us, you have to stop watching some things, stop listening to some things, and stop hanging around some people. Yes, sir. As long as you hang around some people, you will never walk by faith. Yes. You always walk by fear. Yes. But fear not, faith forward. Amen. Fear not, faith forward. Fear not, faith forward. 
Fear not. Fear comes to anybody. Anybody. Doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. That's why we all have to be alert. And then finally, fear thrives on situations. So as a typical example is Abraham. His body was dead. His wife's body was dead. That's classic reason to be afraid nothing can happen. How do you deal with fear? How do you faith forward dealing with fear? Abraham's story. In Romans chapter 4, who before, as it's written, I have made you a father of many nations. Before him, let's already, I think it's now, we haven't read anything together. Let's go. As it's written, I have made you a father of many Verse 18. Let's go. So shall so his believing was based on what was spoken. So shall thy seed be. Let's quickly finish this text. Verse 19. So how do you deal with fear so you can faith forward? Abraham considered not. They are con- they are because fear thrives on situation. You can also look at the situation and defy the situation that I will not be, a, you can't do anything to me. So you don't let the situation speak louder than what God is saying. Abraham considered it and did not consider it. <laughs> he considered it and disregarded it. Mm. So when you read the Amplified Version, he said, is it, can, can James said he did not consider. But Amplified said he actually considered. Mm. He, did not, he, he, he did not weaken in faith when he considered, you see. He considered, he, so he examined, he looked at his, uh, he he, 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 when he, when, when he considered the other importance of his body, he looked at it and realized this thing is, there's no hope. But he chose not to give regard to it. He chose not to consider what he has noticed. Because when God speaks to you, Satan will be showing you, it can't happen, you know. It can't happen, you know. You see, I'm telling you, it can happen. Satan, Satan was telling us, uh, June, it won't happen. You see, it didn't happen. Um, July, it didn't happen. Uh, August, it didn't happen. Forget it. Uh, November, it didn't happen. Forget it. Oh, it didn't happen. But God, too, knows that before the end of this year, it will happen. It is not happening on the other side of next year. It's happening on this side of the year. So how do you faith forward and not fear? First, don't consider the situation. And number two, only two points. And number two, uh, let me make it three points. (laughs) Number two, hold on to God's word. Can you imagine? I'm now about to read the scripture I read when we started. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. He says that fear not. Somebody say fear not. Fear not. 
Okay, when I say fear not, say I fear not. I fear not. Fear not. I fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Have you got anything to say? I fear not. Say fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Amen. Give me New King James, please. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. If there's nothing to hold on, this one is there for you. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. The next verse, you shall seek them and not find them. Those who contend with you, those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. You are so worried about what they are saying about you. Bible said they will be as nothing. The 13 and 14. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not. I will say to you, say to you, say to you, now lift up your right hand and say, I will fear not because God will help me. Say it again. I will fear not because God will help me. Let's finish on the verse 14. Verse 14 says that. Fear not. He's saying it again. You worm Jacob. In other words, you look like you are not going anywhere. In spite of your physical condition, fear not. Thou worm Jacob. You men of Israel. Why? I, God, I will help you, says the Lord, the Lord. And your redeemer. The, he said, Me, I'm, I'm committed. I said, Don't be afraid. Why? Me, I will help you. Now, now, listen, don't, don't listen to a pastor now. Listen to God. Listen to God. That's the word of God. He said, Fear not me. God said, Me, I will help you. God said, Me, I will help you. I don't know what situations you are dealing with, but I know God, the redeemer, said, I will help you. Fear not, I will help you. Fear not, I'll help you. This is your answer to the future. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Let me add that one. Say, don't be dismayed. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right. Just right. Isaiah 43, verse 1, verse 2, verse 3. Isaiah 43, verse 1, verse 2, verse 3. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall I belong to the Lord? I fear no sickness. I fear no situation.
situation. I fear no devil. I fear no setback. I fear no failure. God is on my side. If you believe in shall, Lord, I believe. What have you got to say? What have you got to say? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also find more spirit-filled messages from Caris Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the message. Be blessed.